I just the idea of just no being able to be get a hold of you like it is just it's a dreamy just makes me puts a little tear in my eye. It'd be great. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. I'm happy you're happy. That's the most important thing. Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome and brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 268 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brand Dan, and with me, as always, around him, it's a constant heat warning. Most awesome. Ooh, Ooh. temperatures rising. Oh, what's that sweaty? Oh, I shouldn't have worn. I take off this jacket. It's hot. Oh, it's just most awesome. Walking through the door. Uh-oh. <laughs> we got a Brandana front coming through. <laughs> What's up, bro? It's good to see you. Did you get some sun? I can't tell. Maybe it's the I did. brightness I, I on did. my screen. Um, okay, good. I, uh, yeah, I, I got nice. some sun. We beachside, poolside. Yeah. In the in the big NYC there. It was fun. It was good times. A car trip both ways. How'd the car trip go? Ooh. Um, on the way out, fantastic. The kids did awesome. It's 12 hours. We broke it up. We, we played it smart. We were like, all right, six hours is our limit. We're stopping in bumfuck Pennsylvania. We mm-hmm. found a very nice Holiday Inn Express. It was very nice. Not what you would expect in the middle of no. not, not what you would expect in the middle of nowhere. Um, on the way back, I think it was just like the end of eight or nine days. Plus, we were in the city like on Wednesday. We had a long day in the city. Everyone was doing a lot of walking. I, your your boy was was uh, sheep herding a lot of a lot of, mm. of kids just through yeah. the city just piggybacking a lot of kids it was a long day for everybody hop them in the car on thursday drive out they got a little cranky at first we were on thursday we we're like maybe we could just push through we're leaving at noon on thursday at 12 then to we hit 12 little rail to rail yeah. yeah yeah we're going 12 to 12 let's we'll, we'll get through obviously we'll have to stop a couple times but whatever then we hit we we fucking hit the George Washington Bridge with an insane amount of traffic. Oh, buddy. Insane. Yeah. Three miles, one hour. It was fucking mm. bonkers. Yeah. Uh Kamishat almost had a a damn near accident of of potty going to the bathroom. We literally had to pull off in a <laughs> in a Dunkin' Donuts. Like uh, we had I had to force my way through on the GW. Like just before the uh, getting onto the bridge, force myself get off, uh, find a uh, the only last exit before you get onto the bridge. Drive, get to uh, Dunkin' Donuts. They use the toilet. She comes back. She was like, like she'd seen a horror show because we had stopped at Dunkin' Donuts in the Bronx. She was like, oh my god, it was awful. <laughs> it was yeah. terrible. So that lesson learned on that. Go potty before you have to go on it. Embark on a twelve-hour car ride. Yeah, that's a that's a rough hang. Do you guys? Uh, how do you and Doctor Miss the Commission? Do you guys? Are you guys both drivers? Is there somebody that prefers driving? Is it just kind of like shift shift? Is it one person like I'll drive till I drop? That's me. Yeah, I'll, I'll I, in six-hour trunks I can do it. And if we get up like early, like in the, in the daytime, I think I can drive. I could drive the whole day if I really, it doesn't really bother me, especially like the newer cars, like, you know, 
cruise control you can set it so you don't like fly up and give you a little buffer in between the cars just kind of keeps you right there like it's really it's really easy like it's really quite a lot easier than when like when we were in our 20s going like on a cross-country trip that was fucking arduous so much easier than it is today i mean dr dr mrs the commish beautiful lovely talented offered plenty of times it's like no you mind the mind the kids this is how we played it though tell me if you like this setup so basically think of like you know you're two we have two captains here's obviously you know passenger and and driver then we've got one bench like row and another one and they could fold down we can miss mismatch but we put just me solo in the captain seat okay commish jr behind me dr misses the commish right there and then the two girls in the in the far back row, so she can kind of, you know, basically eyes on everything, swivel yeah. head on a swivel. Yeah, she can get yeah, to the front she's in the passenger, with... she's constantly looking back if she's in the passenger chair the entire time. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, yeah you got to be back there in the in the mix. Yeah, back there especially for that. Especially, yeah, she's in there with Gen Pop. She can reach up to first class, grab iPads, whatever, out of there. She can go back. She can. She's she's within one row all the way. You know, yeah, but it's not. It's she's she's not back there just sloughing off either. She's working her ass off. It's it's a legit gig back there. It's two different. <laughs> right, exactly. It's two different environments. She's running like basically a studio apartment with just like three roommates there in the back, and then you're just kind of like you're you're driving the ship up front. And every day is the end of the month where she's got to whack up the utility bills. Everything <laughs> she's figuring everything go. out all so the time. Get yeah. in here. Get in here. Deadbeats. Uh, what do you listen to? Do you like you have music playing? You got like podcasts, just running back some old MAB sports podcasts from like 2019. Exactly. Just running on loop, just running trying to back. get those numbers up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I went, I, I think it went junior sociopath level. I didn't listen to anything because yeah, I had that's insane. Yeah, you want to talk about crazy? crazy people with ice cream eating like what flavor first? Like, this is crazy. This is yeah, I was left to my own thoughts for for <laughs> essentially 24 hours, which is a scary premise to be in because I down I realized that this is the faux pas I made is I downloaded we downloaded all the C.S. Lewis books because the kids were they 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 read Lion Witch in a Wardrobe, Prince yep. Caspian. So I was run it back. There's 30 plus hours of books. We put it on there. And then I had the, you know, the GPS, although it was dumb. I didn't really need the GPS because it's just basically 80 East and West the whole trip. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I had that up on the, on the, like on the monitor, just watching monitoring for traffic. I was doing, I was my own co-pilot on that. So yeah, I was really just kind of just chilling with my own thoughts, just thinking, looking at traffic. Occasionally I'd get some, some time when the kids were like, you know, full headphone on, you know, invested in their iPads talking to Dr. Mrs. The Commission, but man, I was just up there. Just, just, I was, I was playing, I was thinking about different, like different orders of uh, draft minutes. orders and things like that. Yeah. Minutes. Kind of down the minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Bad league. Bad league minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Like I, I saw an Instagram post. I like, I want to send it to you. It was, cracking. it was just like one guy boarded a plane. Somebody was talking about, it's like, would you report this person to security? Like it was a 10 hour flight. Like, no book, no iPad, no bag, just sat down with just a paper cup of coffee and no headphones. And it was just like, <laughs> this thoughts of death. it's just like, yes, this guy is scary. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just <laughs> staring straight ahead. Well, thankfully, oh, you guys man. have taken the leap. And if I'm talking to a future most awesome that has learned his lesson and traveling, this is episode 268 jam packed. What we're going to hit, we're doing rip from the headlines. We're going to do a little 
Otani watch. Master Donis, we're going to talk about the Damian Lillard requesting a trade. Where's it going? Going to figure that out. Neapolitan showdown. We're going the going to bed must haves. You need to just get a good night. Snooze. Going to hit the inbox. Going to talk about our writer. We're rock stars. Maybe we'll guess a little bit. What would show up on a writer? What's the, what do we need? backstage to make sure that we perform as we need it's going to do madly we're going to take a look at that schedule guys the postseason is fired up in madly we got the early matchups that everybody should kind of coast through when we'll be playing those and what to look for over the weekend and then we're going to finish as we always do with our mvp of the week ladies and gentlemen you're our it starts now extra extra read all about it Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Hi, brother. We're from the headlines. Otani, why are we talking about that this week, brother? Ooh. I think it's a little homage to baseball season. We're gonna this is our this is our annual, like, hey, this is our one ripped a year baseball talk right i mean it's a like, little bit we're good for one we're good for one yeah it's kind of like the summertime and you know the girl that you had a crush on in sixth grade she ain't around but in your mm-hmm. neighborhood there's just that neighbor good neighbor girl that's like she's kind of cute she's like the kind of the only girl in the neighborhood so you'll you know maybe you ask her to go roller skating but all of a sudden she's on the radar because ain't nobody else there is what we're mm-hmm. going through right now with baseball yep yep exactly right i'm here I've asked you to a dance. <laughs> yes. In middle school. Mm-hmm. And it's like and and there's a slow song coming up and it's my chance to fucking pounce. What if, what is our over under on baseball podcast? I think we talk about it I think once a 1.5 times a year. Yeah. That's squarely in the sweet spot. One and a half times. Cuz yeah. invariably there is something like this where it kind of like comes up or something Something bizarre happens. We're like, oh, maybe we should address this. You're like, that's enough to give it legs for like 12 minutes. I mean, just because of the host, like I really look for something that's just like, can, you know, how long can we talk about just like, you know, Mike Trout being on a shitty team? And it's just like, not quite enough for a segment. Like, give me a, mm-hmm. you know, give me an uh, Aaron Judge, like doing a home run chase. Now we can get that. Yeah. But does this compare to our past podcast and not to be a prisoner of the moment, but have you been able to wrap your mind around how special a thing what Otani's doing right now? Yeah, it is. It's one of those things where it's like it's really astonishing, especially given the way that like baseball is becoming so specialized that it's like, oh, this is unimaginable, right? I never if you had, if when we started this podcast, if you're like, hey, there'd be a baseball player that could hit as well as any big league slugger you know, like rival home runs, things like that. But, oh, but also is also like a pretty dominant pitcher and will will be able to pitch as well too. I'll be like, this is this doesn't happen in modern baseball. That was for like yesteryear, like the Ty Cobb and the, you know, the the Sandy, not even Sandy Koufax, um, um, like the Babe Ruth, right? Babe Ruth was a pitcher yeah. famously before. Like it, that's that era, right? That's not today's modern era, where everyone's so specialized that they that they can't play both sides, you know? Yeah, I almost want to look into see like what really fed into it. Like, was it, you know, was it 
just kind of the Japanese baseball system that let him kind of pursue something like this? Because from what, you know, I've been trying to dig in, just be able to talk a little bit intelligently. And I mean, let's Good. call space. Space is going to be me. We need we need somebody on that <laughs> somebody. On side. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be regurgitated a bunch of shit I heard because it's hard to, you know, I think what everybody's trying to find right now for, I think we are pretty much in the norm with how much people follow baseball, especially just kind of, you know, being part of the media. That's right. I said it. We're part of the media. That's right. All 200 of you guys, however many there are out there, part of it. Uh, but yeah, to, but to bridge that gap of putting this in context for someone that's not watching it all the time and what there was a the system and just kind of give you guys the numbers right now. Otani leads the majors in home runs, total bases, extra base hits, and slugging percentage. And on the pitching side, he leads the majors in opponents batting average against, and he's third in strikeouts. So this isn't a guy that's just like, pulling off both sides this is a guy that's excelling at both sides and i heard uh again going back to the regurgitation i'll give it up to i just think i was listening to the ryan Rosillo podcast can't remember the guest he had on there but to put it um this isn't gonna put it in context but i think it's pretty much undebatable that the gap between the number one person in their sport and number two person in their sport isn't bigger in any other sport than it is between otani and let's say mike trout interesting right and that's just because of like the utility that he provides. Right? Yeah, it's, could, yeah, it's a bad, yeah. Because I mean, what they're saying is, it's like it's not even you know, even like the NBA. Obviously, like in the NFL, there's no comparison because ain't nobody playing quarterback and then free safety. Uh, right. NBA can go a little bit to you know. I mean, we don't really see like a Jordan who's you know uh, the scoring leader and then also defensive player of the year. I mean, not really seeing that anymore, right. but it have to be something there. But I mean. It's, I think the good thing to remember is just like hitting, pitching two completely different skill sets. And this guy uh, basically leads the league in both, which is wild. Yeah. It's amazing to me. The thing, and I love that. That's, I, I need to like almost take a moment with that because you're right. The chasm between like value because he, he has, you know, in baseball, there's the thing war, right? Wins above replacement, right? And he is far and away like their best offensive player and their best pitcher on a major yeah. league team. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, they they have, you know, I, the thing I love about baseball is they have metrics for everything, right? There's it's it's very measurable in all accounts. So you can really kind of equally like, except for the size of the baseball fields, you can measure equally like. Uh, you know year over year stats against stats right it makes it very easy but that's really interesting because what i was thinking is is like essentially the angels have probably the two best players in the league or in a like a middling 500 team you know what i mean it's like do stars of this caliber matter Right. That's yeah. That's a, that's what I want to talk about next, and that's what we're going to swim into. So now that we're out of the deep end of the pool, most awesome and Brandon waving their hands, the lifeguards grabbed us, pulled us out of all this baseball yeah. talk. How big is this? Like we gave you guys the stats you need. Now let's talk about something we can actually talk about. I know I brought this up on the thread before. What? How many good baseball players do you need on a team before you can guarantee yourself a good baseball team? Yeah. You know, like in 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 basketball, it's one and a half. One and a half or two, you know, you're making the postseason. So maybe and we'll talk about Damian Lillard coming up, but you know, maybe one's not quite enough. Like you do need that second guy, but a one-two is enough to where we see, you know, probably like uh like a like a Ja Morant, 
you know, John Moran's enough to kind of at least get get Turn the franchise around, right? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to get at least in the postseason. That's kind of a bigger postseason offering. But now with the baseball expanded, the wild card, just is, I still can't quite wrap my head around how two generational players and Atani is going into even a different level of generational player, but like, isn't enough to have you be a favorite in the postseason. What is that? Yeah, you would, yeah, just to be just dominant. Not even a favorite like, in the postseason, like a favorite to make the postseason. Right, right. Like no exactly. one's even talking. Like everyone's still talking. Like, will he stay? Like they're not going to make the postseason. Like, what is it? It's just like two amazing guys aren't enough. Is baseball the ultimate team sport? Right? Is this is this what we've come down to? We we've talked about specialization and all this other stuff, but it's like I don't need. Let's go to the money ball route. Right? It's like, can I can I configure That's what I think the it is. right? Yeah. Can I configure the right like skill skills and ancillary like or or like accentuating skills to go around with them? Like have the angels because this is where we're showing our ass a little bit on this baseball segment. Have the angels not done a good enough job to find like ancillary skills to kind of uh, enhance the things that uh, Otani and and trout can't do right are, yeah are we you know what i'm saying like i would say yeah to, to me baseball seems like you get the least amount of guarantee out of your superstars right. superstars Ooh. do superstar things but they have the least effect on overall team performance like they can be great they can be great in their vacuum but it's not going to be anything which leads me to my next conclusion i wanted to share with you in every Ooh. other sport you know in every other sport like the dollar is more valuable than the four quarters. Like the one, like all the greats mm-hmm. the like, you know, like you get that one big piece that's better than like four, like B minuses, you know, B minus yep. like an A plus is better than all that football, basketball. I think in baseball, it feels like is just for, just for your team winning. It feels like a bunch of B plus players four of those for Otani would be more valuable than Otani by himself, even though Absolutely. what he's doing is amazing. Like it's just more valuable to have like, you know, kind of that money ball route we talked about. It's like, find those yeah. diamonds in the rough, find, you know, those unlikely things that just can get you what you need to win baseball games. It's gotta be that, right? Cause it's, it's yeah. strength in numbers, right? Because I mean, even, and you've heard it, like if you in, in baseball, you're a hall of famer, if you, you know, are successful three out of 10 times. Right. I mean, that's yeah. the, the, the greatest adage of, of baseball, just to show and put into context how challenging that sport is, but yeah, it's, it's a hundred percent. Like if you have a, a, you know, uh, a depth of players and role players, you know, the thing is, is like everyone thinks about like, like the Yankees and it's like, Oh, just, they just pay the best players and they poach from all the other teams. And yeah, sure. That happens. But like they still had to put together like the right figuring of the team. You know what I mean? Like they still, they yeah. couldn't just roll out like, uh, you know, the all-stars of all-stars and be like, Oh, we'll just, we'll just win everybody, every game, you know, like in today's era, it's like, it's not, it's, it's tough to do that. And it's tough to find the right configuration of players. So I, I agree with you. It's like, I think I would rather. Yeah. I mean, obviously I would, would rather, is this where like, farm clubs become like so important like developing talent finding talent right because if i can get good cheap 
talent on on that end like that's where real strength is shown and then i can bring up guys because then i can i can kind of home grow those those four quarters right to go along with my dollar yeah you can but i still like the money ball yeah it's the money ball like level of going out is still not super successful because you still see like a yankees even though like the yankees have been underperforming for the size of the payroll like Baseball is still like, you know, the most famous sport for no salary cap and just like mm-hmm. the richest teams can put it together, even though, you know, we see the Mets trying to do that this year and they're an absolute fucking dumpster fire. So it's it's weird, bro. But I think long story short, we need to get to an Angels game. We got to see this guy, see this guy pitch. This is, yeah, I, 100%. 100% we need to see this game, this guy play, right? I have been to an Angels game. I've been to uh, a Yankees-Angels game with Dr. Mrs. the Commission way 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 back in the day way 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 back in the day maybe they have to come um, up maybe, maybe they're playing the tigers maybe they're playing well, well that's not the sure. stadium you're closest to though you're closest uh, to chicago cubs chicago yeah cubs are the white Sox. yeah for sure although the cubs games are tougher to get i think white Sox would be a good one and it'd be an al al game absolutely mm. we'll have to take a yeah. look at that calendar Let's jump at that got, baby we'll get it Get it done, bro. Um, all right, guys. That's your that's your baseball. Enjoy it. There you go. Uh, that's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got. We got it. Uh, Master Domus, let's look into the crystal ball. Damian Lillard uh, finally requested his trade. Finally, let teen all those Portland fans off the hook. Quit leading them on. Gonna get out of there. Where's he going? Well, let's say before you before you show your hand, were you surprised? Surprised by the request out of there? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, it's been coming. I mean, he, he, he did kind of like hold firm a couple of years ago. I felt like it was like, oh, you know, I'm not leaving. I, you know, I like what we have here. I think it was right in, you know, 2020, 2021 era. He was kind of like playing the, you know, I'm going to stick with the team that, that drafted me and took a chance on me. And then I think it's all gone, you know, the way of the dodo because I think Portland just really mismanaged like talking about a, a great player in Damian Lillard. They just kind of botched every like trade to try to everything that they've tried to do to like build around Lillard. They just really haven't had a lot of great success. You know what I mean? And and they've they've moved a lot of good players and not brought a ton of great players back in. So I wasn't totally surprised. And and if he's gonna do it, now's the time to to do it. He's 32 years old. You know, the the you know the the dew is off the lily, if you if you will. Like he's not getting any younger, and he's got probably another three. Although he's a really good shooter, and so we'll see how long like shooting can kind of keep extenuate your or extend your career. Um, I'm not totally surprised by this. No. So I mean, do you feel like that's what it is? I mean, did Portland drop the ball here, or is it just like he needs a change of scenery because he's just like I paid my dues? Like, are they just totally like mismanaged, like the Knicks, like totally just like bubble fucking up everything? Are they not making big swings? So he's just getting like a little, or they just been kind of, you know, that mid level market where they really just can't, you know, they've gotten close but not being able to attract anybody. Yeah, I think they've just I think they've blown it on trades. I think they've gone, you know, Jeremy Grant they brought in, like they moved CJ McCollum, you know, they're they they've just not like everything that they've tried to do to like build the pieces around, they just haven't done it. They, you know, they get rid of uh their head coach, bring in Chauncey Billups, like that doesn't really quite work. You know what I mean? It's like they're they're 
they're a team that's like we have a couple young assets in Shane Sharp and Anthony Simmons, and we've held on to these guys, but there's really not like there's no cohesion. They've just they bungled his time there. And he was he was an older prospect coming out of the draft as a senior too. So it's not like, you know, he's been like, you know, in the league for forever. He's I guess well, eleven years is a long time, but still it's like he's he's nowhere closer to winning a championship than he was a few years ago. In fact, that franchise is going in the wrong direction. And it's like, you know, now's the time I've paid my dues. I've been here enough. So a lot of things we've heard is like Damian Lillard likes being, you know, the, the poster guy for your franchise. Like he likes being that number one, whether, whether that means, you know, I think uh, the impression we were getting just from, you know, second tier information, just as reading headlines is, you know, he would take, you know, being that six, seven seed and the one guy, as opposed to being a number two to somebody else and being that two, three. So if he does get, um, I guess, just in classic Brandana fashion, going to ask you a couple questions here, but I want you to hit on these two points. Um, if he was, if he did really want to value being the number one guy, it seemed like nothing would be a better fit than a rookie coming in with a big ceiling and scoot seemed like that fit, at least to me. So it seems like a weird time to bail on it. It seems like maybe like one of those decisions that were made beforehand. And now you're just kind of following through without like really reading the tea leaves. And to my other tier on that, if he is leaving and if Miami is his destination, is he going to be really happy kind of stepping wouldn't he be in the shadow of jimmy butler or do you think that kind of how we saw jimmy butler trail off at the end of that postseason lillard might have enough as an impact so maybe they have like a 1a 1b duo partnership mm-hmm. that's so many fucking questions right there yeah no, no, no. yeah no i i i like where you're at because i i i i agree on the first point that it does seem like all right. Well, you could get some. Yeah, this seems like the most promising, the, like the most promising, like preseason off season that we've seen Portland have since he's been there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of them. I mean, Scoot Henderson. I'm very excited to see, like, super freak athlete. Like, it'd be very interesting, but it creates a bit of a log jam with some undersized guys. If I'm Damian Lillard, it's kind of like, well, I've seen this story before, right? Like. First, it was CJ McCollum, right? We get him in, and we're two smallish guards who can both shoot and do this other stuff. And then it's Anthony Simmons and us, and and now it's going to be Anthony Simmons, Scoot Henderson, and myself. Like it's a bit of a logjam. I think it'd be it'd be interesting to see. Like I think this decision was made not prior to the end of the season, but probably just shortly after. The uh, the lottery the draft, selection, the lottery, yeah, the, the lottery. Had yeah. they gotten one and the, right. and the rights to Wembenyama, absolutely. I yeah. wonder if he sits there and goes, <laughs> "Wait a second, now I finally have some size, a seven four guy. I've got Jeremy Grant, we've got Nurkic, we've got me and Simmons, Shaden Sharp. We've got some things yeah. cooking here that could be very interesting. I even think that if they get two at Brandon Miller." Like he's still got enough size, enough scoring, enough shooting that, and and we've watched him. I think Brandon Miller's going to come in and be very, you know, like offensive proficient right out of the gate. I even think who, like that might have like really who was higher on your yeah. board, Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson? 
uh, just because I've watched him more, Brandon Miller. I really okay. like. I like the size. Although all, everything that I saw on Scoot Henderson was like, "Ooh, this guy's very intriguing," right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but he's a little undersized. And I shouldn't say undersized. He's six two, and you know, and depending on the composition of your team, like doesn't quite fit with every team unless you've you know got like a you know a, a ball dominant guard in your backcourt and that's what Damian Lillard needs to be and 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 will be so so that those are those two things I think once they were like they came up third he was kind of like fuck we'll see what happens and even still I think like even after the draft fingers crossed it's like well maybe maybe uh Charlotte takes Scoot at number two and we get Brandon Miller maybe there's still a chance but I think he was really starting to be like all right this is not going to work out. This is not what I was hoping for. We, we're not one. We don't get Weminyama. We're not two. We don't get a definite shot at Brandon Miller. Um, because that's the thing is, is he's been very involved in a lot of the trailblazers decision-making process. So it's not like yeah. he hasn't had any input on this. So I think like, yeah, okay. So, so that comes up, you know, the card pulls and it's Scoot Henderson and they're like, all right, few days later i'm gonna i'm gonna you know make a make a trade here or trade request um and then like being that number one guy i i wonder if like it's like all right i've i've played that act enough i've been the number one guy like at a certain point i have to realize like what's the most important thing for for legacy and career is that the guy that stayed on a middling franchise but was dominant and will be looked at potentially as like a wasted career or do i go and give myself like the best shot at winning and then no one can take that title away from me all my previous years as the guy in portland let's think of another portland trailblazer clyde drexler right all those years of going and playing and being dominant, obviously, you know, in the in the shadows of Michael Jordan for, for many, many years. He then goes to Houston, teams back up with Akeem Olajuwon, wins a title. And it's like, oh, well, you know, Clyde Drexler is a title win- winner. We always think of the, the trailblazer, but he won his title. He won his chip. Like, he's top 75 player of all time. Like, I wonder if he looks at that, Damian Lillard, and goes, well, I should I should make my move now. I should make my request. This team is rebuilding. This team is not going to give me a shot at winning. And there's no there's no like negative points for guys moving teams, especially in this era. Oh, for sure. Their yeah. Legacy sake. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. Now, now like the time to do it. Yeah, you don't even have to hide it anymore. Like you can people can you can say it into a microphone and everybody's just like, Yeah, I get it. It's just yeah, like, yeah, sense. you want it. And I think you can mature into that. Okay, so let's look at this. Like if he's going to the Miami Heat, uh, what does that do for what you think about the Heat and the East? I mean, is that immediately like – I know we got to see what shakes out with Philadelphia, but, I mean, we still have them below Boston, below Philadelphia, below – who else is over there in the East? Um, I don't know, Knicks and Cavs. I can put them – I can put the Heat mm-hmm. above Knicks and Cavs with Damian Lillard. Uh, Brooklyn Nets might be up in that in that range as well too. Oh, Milwaukee, yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. Below Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, I feel like it doesn't change. I mean, it's still, I feel like Miami definitely overachieved this year, and I still have, you know, I still have them. I mean, I'd be surprised if they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, so you're saying Lillard, Butler, Bam, 
are not enough to like here's here's why here's here's the best way i can sum it up i think lillard brings them up to the level that they overachieved at but he just brings them up there consistently i think they overachieve and now that i think they have lillard now their overachievement overachievement is like kind of a, a nice not floor or ceiling but right there middle level on what they should be doing interesting yeah because it's it's one of those things but i still think they need something to break their way go ahead yeah they have to give up enough to make it work so like the consensus is it looks like it would have to be if it was miami it would have to be tyler hero right so yeah scoring shooting so they're just replacing that for that right um caleb martin who played fantastic in the playoffs and then you probably have to have both uh, Jovich, Nikola Jovich, who was their rookie last year, who was fine. And then Waquez, who they drafted from UCLA, right? And then probably two first-round picks, right? 2024, 2026. Like, that's what you're going to have to, you know, because you that's the poo-poo platter of uh, picks, uh, you know, yeah, and, right. And then and, you're taking, I think I saw this. Yeah. And you're taking on like one of uh, Portland's bullshit overpaid contracts. God, for I sure. I don't remember who now. Yeah. But somebody, yeah. Yeah. So, something to that effect, right. Just kind of, you know, you could, you could do without walk and, you know, and make that other contract. You could, you could do it. Right. But it's like they're, if they're in, if the trailblazers are in total rebuild mode, it's like, give me as many young guys as possible. Right. Yeah, Young in the picks. Yep. Yeah, and the picks and all that other stuff, you know. And so it's like that might be the team that he wants to go, but it's like I don't know if like because you mentioned a couple other teams, I was like, oh, this might be a possibility. Like, like does he, you know? Now it'd be interesting to see what happens with Harden in Philadelphia because Harden's obviously talking about a Clippers rejoining with the Clippers and all of that other stuff. But like, if Damian Lillard wanted to go to Philadelphia. Like they have Maxi and Tobias Harris, those two deals equal out to to Lillard's thing. And it's like, could you see Lillard, Harden, and B like all on the same team? Does that make them stronger in the East? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Like, I'd really like to see Lillard. Yeah, I mean, if there was someone just like played, kind of him coming completely off ball like i wonder like the lakers i mean they just don't have the picks to do it but it seems like and they, they just don't have the i mean you'd have to move like anthony davis or something but it just seems like it'd be a good like a great yeah there. yeah exactly that well for sure and that's the thing is is that's when it's like you gotta have enough picks and salaries to match up but some of the salaries have to be a little like over inflated right so it's like you could send him to brooklyn for Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton, and Cam Thomas, right? So really that deals for Cam Thomas and Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton played very well, gives them young size for the Trailblazers and gives another young scorer who Cam Thomas was like dominant when that, you know, like kind of doldrum period when, you know, Simmons and Harden and all those guys are sitting out, Um, you know, and then they have assets and picks. They have a bevy of picks that they can like send that way too. So it's like, on the trailblazers it's like what becomes the most valuable play for me and i think it's like give me as many young guys as possible you know what i mean and if i can i'll take a ben simmons right and some young quality guys i know it's as crazy as it sounds like ben yeah. simmons your only value is is that it 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 provides an avenue 
to get me like three or four first round picks. You know what I mean? From like a Brooklyn Nets team that owns the rights to the Rockets picks, which doesn't seem like their Rockets are going anywhere fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, do you feel like if you, if you're Lillard, I mean, is your situation better after this trade in Brooklyn than it was in Portland? Maybe because it's in the East and maybe because it's like a younger team, Mikhail Bridges, you know what I mean? Like there's a couple pieces surrounding that that I'm like, okay, this might be interesting, but it doesn't feel like super far. Yeah. It feels like like, a little lateral. Yeah. And it feels like we're like, I think we've slightly overvalued the nets with them making the postseason, And I think they were coasting off just that success they had early when Durant was still on the team. Yeah, exactly. That and it's a hundred percent. And it's like we don't really know. Like, we hope they could be good, but we, we don't really know. And like Jacques Vaughn, is he like kind of like found the you know coaching whisper on that side, or did, was he just catching the the wave of like, all right, well, everyone's like underestimating when we come into the building, so yeah, we're gonna steal a few victories here and there. Uh, yeah, and everybody was absolutely fucking giving up on Steve Nash, and then just to show how much they yeah. fucking hated Steve Nash, like started playing right. the balls off when he got in there. Um, all right, I'm gonna set the over under on Damian Lillard rings at. I'm sure, you have a guess where I'm gonna set it at point five. Uh, over under, which way you want it? I'll take the under because I, I, you make an interesting point about Miami, and I think it's like. I don't know if they got enough juice in the tank in that. I don't know if like, I know he's an improvement above Tyler hero and don't get me wrong, but is he a championship level improvement because they got there without him and it didn't really seem to matter that much. But in like, in that series against Denver, does he make the difference in them winning three games? Yeah, I really, I feel like for the next three years, you're going to have to go through some combination. You're going to have to beat two of these teams in some order after you have the first round. And that's going to be a Milwaukee, a Boston or Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia can get shaken up a little bit, but it might be shaken up like in a better way when they move. Like they still have Embiid who's coming off, you know, uh, MVP season on paper. But I mean, he still played really well, but it's still like the Bucks massively underperformed. And then Boston is that's young talent and for all intents and purposes, you know, self-proclaimed humble, one of the greatest ever's, you know, he still is, you know, he's worst case scenario. He plateaus and he can still be a pretty damn good player. I just, that's really hard for me. And I just, I picture right now on paper, the heat as an underdog in against all three of those teams in a seven game series. Oh man. All three of those teams is tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know about the the 76ers, but I guess, you know, Nick Nurse going there. We'll figure out. It's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Harden in that and that whole thing. You know what I mean? 76ers I feel like are like they're on the, they're they're teetering right now. Like there's a lot of bad juju surrounding the 76ers team. I don't like it. And um and the same thing goes for like a Missoula in Boston. Like is he did he learn his lesson? Did he figure stuff out? Are those guys like ready to make the leap in Boston? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ah, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like I feel like could also, and this could be blasphemy, could Lillard be a little bit like 
overrated in his play because he has been the best guy on that team and everyone loves his deep jump shooting, but it's like he isn't one fucking jack fucking shit. I know. That's I mean, it kind of goes back to that baseball conversation, right? I mean, and I think we brought him up the baseball game. It's just like how, you know, for you see a one because of you know, there's there's ones that surround them with shit. And it's just like, you know, LeBron James getting the Cleveland Cavaliers team to a finals way earlier than it needed to be. And just like willing right. that shit and put it on the shoulders. Uh, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see not that Lillard will like, he can handle a spotlight. I'm not worried about that, but on a team that's actually making a postseason run, how that ball's being distributed, how he fits in, where those shots go, like how it'll be, I don't know. It'd be fun to watch. Uh, I have the under also. Okay, let's jump into the inbox. What go? Well, you can give me who. Where do you think? I think he lays at Miami. I think he just pushes for it, makes it happen. Yeah, it makes Portland sense. It seems like a good. Yeah, it seems like a good just destination. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. What goes on your rider, bro? The rider. Right. This is interesting. Riders on the storm. Um, ding, 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 ding. I'm, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess a few items, and you give me the okay. list and tell me. But I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take some. I'm gonna fire some shots first. Oh yeah, I wanted to. Oh, this is really funny. If you can guess my last one, then it's that's worth like ten Neapolitan showdowns. Um, <laughs> your writer. I'm gonna go with some kung fu, some bottles of kung fu girl wine. <laughs> that's a good one. I hadn't thought about that one. Yeah, okay, good. that was on there. Um, gotta have. I mean, your your beer. I'm trying to think of your beer of choice. Like, what you have? You have some. Maybe maybe you go. Maybe you go like local. Like, give me like like a six pack of the local IPA. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go with that. Um, okay. I didn't really have hot food. I didn't have burgers, but I did put. I put. Uh, I give you a little. Maybe give me a a cheese a cheese spread a cheese and sausage spread like a little charcuterie plate anything Ooh. and. Anything yeah, in this? Yeah, that's right. In I, this had, well? I, I had meats and cheeses. <laughs> I mean, that's meats and cheeses. Perfect, perfect. Uh, I think you need um, a non-booze drink if you just got to... So let me give... I don't know. I haven't seen your fridge enough, bro. Um, I don't... Are you a soda drinker? Do you drink, like, pop? No, we don't no. have soda. No, no, no. No. LaCroix. Yeah. LaCroix, LaCroix. baby. Yeah. 12 pack. You got a 12-pack on there? Mm-hmm. I guess how long is this event we're doing? Yeah, three hour exactly. event yeah but we might have people yeah. back there so you want to entertain him with your writer what do you got on there uh very very good yeah i had um i started when you brought up writer i started thinking about all like the wild stuff like the mariah carey like everything has to be in white with like white orchids and all that yeah, other yeah, stuff. yeah yeah and then i thought i was like so cat williams the comedian he always wants a brand new pair of uh jordan's Every time, yeah. every, for every show. So yeah, I want a pair of new Jordans. I love it. Yeah, yeah, kind of like I with the line between like writer and I'm just trying to get some free shit on production is uh, yeah, fine line trying to fit. But uh, I'm down. I mean, I guess you just keep pushing it. I mean, if you're famous enough, they're just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, right? And then, um, and then I thought about I think it was Led Zeppelin had the famous like separated M and M's like all the different colors. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of M and M's. But separated the Reese's Pieces, and now we're talking. So I got Reese's, Reese's Pieces, Pieces on there. Okay, a little easier to do because I think there's only three colors of Reese's Pieces yeah. yep. as opposed to five. Um, I heard like a rumor also like they did that to make sure people were reading their writer. I did it too, yeah. So they were, like, they, if they were detail-oriented to get that, then they were good. 
yeah, like you could walk in a room and you could clock immediately if they actually read it because you're just like, okay, the MMs are separated out. But it also just seems like an insane thing that like high rock stars would just put on there because fuck it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, Oberon, right? Uh, Bell's Oberon. Yes. Good call back. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and that was really it. I didn't really even think of, I yeah. really didn't have like a real extensive rider. I wish I, I wish I really good. would have. Right. I'd like, yeah, really well, I think, we're, I think it... we're just, yeah, I think we're polite dudes. Like we're not looking yeah. to like abuse the system. Like I just like, I don't want to have shit back there just cause it might be on a whim. Like I want to think about like what I actually, what I actually want. Yeah. Um, this is probably too much, but I did put, okay. So you ready for my rider? Yes, absolutely. All right. So six Celsius, that's my energy drink now off a of Red Bull into Celsius. I'm going to get all that right. back there. I want two bags of gummy bears. Yep. Uh, I treat all of them as individual servings, but I don't, in case I just go back there and immediately eat the first one, I still want like an option to get more. So I need that second just bag. To back I'm, I'm going to yep. try not to eat the bag, but I might put it in my backpack. Um, give me 12 of those little bags of Cheez-Its. I got to get my salt okay. on. Got to have that salty there. Uh, give me four large dark chocolate almond candy bars with sea salt okay non, nondescript just any old dark chocolate yeah i mean i think yeah i mean i think by the time you get to generic candy bars they can't do the dark chocolate and all the sea salt so i'm getting name brand something there with just yeah that specifics don't make it themselves uh 12 pack of diet dr pepper 24 pack of Lacroix. i can plow through some soda waters if people are coming back there to meet me They'd have soda waters there for them give me a 12 pack of corona which means i need need my limes pre-cut I'm having oh, 12 nice. Coronas, so let's not make this more complicated. Let's not overthink it. Go ahead and just give me 12 lime wedges also. Maybe 14, because we drop a couple on the floor. They can be slippery. Yep. 12 back, 12 back of Heineken. Sometimes I don't feel like the whole song and dance is shoving a lime in there. But I'm not going to drink a Corona without a lime, so get a Heineken right. back there. Yep. Heineken, okay. you can drink a shit ton of also. You can just like keep it going. Okay. Uh, 12 pack of white claws. This is if the wheels really come off. If we're doing like a little after hours, if most awesome popped into town to see an angels game, you yep. probably want to get some white claws. White claws are great to hop in the back of an Uber with. Uh, give me one ball of class Azul, which means might be doing our Palomas, bro. So I need a 12 pack of squirt. Okay. <laughs> Bottle of Johnny Walker black. Uh, then I, this is probably a little, out of bounds, but in case I wanted to make, in case I got hungry and it took too long, I want one skillet, one hot pit plate, three pounds of ground turkey, uh, some tortilla chips, some shredded Mexican cheese, and some fire Taco Bell sauce. Are you just so making your own nachos? Make... <laughs> you want your own yeah. nachos? Station? Yeah, yeah, because I needed to hit that. Um, a jar of pickles, and then the white pickles, like the pickles you have to keep refrigerated. And then here's my. What is the number one thing that's got to be on my rider or I'm walking out, bro? And this shows me that the venue really gives a shit about me. Pizza flavored corn nuts, bro. <laughs> on my rider. Pizza flavored <laughs> corn nuts. We're doing it. Oh, my God. I just, I can imagine. Um, just, they're like, just get fucking salty corn nuts yeah, and just... just Mix them with, just put a pizza. I don't care. Just roll them in a pizza. Throw them in a bag. Just put put some pizza combos in there. I'll never be able to like it. Just like by approximation, like you won't be able to tell the difference. Uh, all right, Neapolitan showdown. Bring us to the jam. That's so funny, right, bro. That rem- hold on. I got to tell oh, you yeah. this story. Did you see this? I think I posted on the Mav Instagram the story of Tiger Woods and his tees, his golf tees. 
No. Did you hear about this? Oh, it's so funny. There was this guy, this Aussie guy, who was talking about like that Tiger Woods, anytime that he came to play, had like really specific short tees that he liked to use. And so when he came into town, they only had like four left. And he's like, we need like a hundred of these. We need a hundred tees for Tiger Woods. And he needs them to be this specific. So they were like panicking. They they were calling all different places, trying to find these like specific size tees. They couldn't find it. So basically what they decided to do was they got like a saw and they started like assembly lining, taking regular tees, chopping off like the ends and then like with like a sander like sanding down to a point so we would have the right size tee so they could match it all up and then like some dude walks in and was like what are you guys doing and he's like we're making tiger woods tees and he was like what he was like what do you mean making tiger woods tees and he's like yeah he likes short tees he likes them really short really small and he's like why don't you just tell tiger to like push the tee further into the ground and the guys are like well, either you can tell Tiger Woods to push him further into the ground, or you can get in the assembly line with us and start banging out these tees. And the guy's like, oh, fuck, I'm not telling Tiger Woods that. It's a great story. It's really, really funny. And that just made me think about the rider story. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, I guess if it's like, it's a great point because he is Tiger Woods. Like, whatever the reason is, he prefers those shorter tees, even though it sounds like yeah. it'd be the same level off the ground. That's wild. I wonder yeah. why he likes the shorter tees. I don't know. I'm not really sure either. Maybe because he feels like he just has to put it in just a little bit, sits on there, doesn't break. Maybe really maybe know. he's making sure people are paying attention to what he likes, his preferences. Maybe so. By maybe so. Short tees. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just um all right bro neapolitan showdown must haves to go to bed maybe we've done this maybe we've done prepping i don't in the think morning. so i don't think we haven't so done good bed. okay hitting on some things i think this might have come up because you know you know i'm a wild man about sleep seven That's and a half right. hours sign me up dialed in got it got it gotta have it i don't fuck around with sleep i don't not buying from peter to pay paul i'm not burning the candle from both ends we're getting mm. to sleep we're getting seven and a half hours or i'm no good what's your average hours of sleep a night i think we're in the six to seven ish range somewhere in there okay. definitely not seven and a half i'd like to get that number up a little bit i like to I see you i want to get i know healthy i know you got a lot more people orbiting uh right. like to get get that done that's not bad uh yeah, I feel like twelve just, to six is my time, my sweet spot, my time zone. That's me. Uh, are you always getting up at the same time and going to bed at different times, or does it kind of fluctuate? Uh, like, I would say I'm always getting up in and around the same time. Going to bed is the fluctuating thing because sometimes I'm just, sometimes we just drop a hot pot and I'm beaked out of my why. mind. Skin <laughs> wire, you're just like exactly. looking up Otani stats, just like, oh, like it's Lulu, like, where's he gonna how, go? How good is this guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, all right, I say the number one thing, and this is guys, this is a this isn't a this is a prescription. Oh, I also I think we talked about this. I'm trying to like drink less water before bed because one, I've definitely started going to the bathroom a lot more 
in the mm. middle of the night over the past two years. That number's up. I'm a camel. I don't get up. I rarely get up. Are you kind of uninterrupted? Like, do you wake up in the middle of the night or is like mostly mm-hmm. you do? Okay. No, you I don't. Wake, oh, no, I, do, I, I don't wake up to go to the bathroom. I do wake up like tossing and turning. Like I do yeah. definitely wake up. I've been noticing a bad trend where it's like I, I sleep on my side and then Instagram is flooding me with things about it's like you shouldn't sleep on your side. And then all of a sudden my like art like my fingertips start to tingle and I'm like, ah, this is not great. This, this is a bad sign. Slide side sleeping. Yeah. I well, my number one thing is um no screens and I want to read an hour before bed. That's my Ooh. bed prep. A bed prep okay. is try to if I know if I know it's coming up, I know I'm going to bed at eleven, which is usually my sweet spot. Uh, then at ten o'clock, I'm not watching the TV. I'm not watching any more episodes of anything. Heading upstairs, going to crack open our book, maybe from book club, but going to just read for that last hour to slowly land the plane to get a little drowsy to get to Look get at ready. You. Look at so disciplined. Yeah. See, we we Doctor Misses the Commission. I this is your number. That was your number three. Number three, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So Doctor Misses the Commission. I have not had a tv in our bed for the longest time then we moved to this house we put a That's tv good. in our bed now we're watching a little bit more tv mm-hmm. and last night we were like one more episode of the bear and they were like oh shit it's a 45 minute episode Ooh. clipped it off cut it off but uh, i would definitely say like we're we've gotten back into more of the habit not sleeping with the tv on mind you which is i think yeah. a bad move but definitely like watching tv before we go to bed so I, I think wouldn't be a, the worst thing in the in the world to like hunker down and like turn off all screens. But like Dr. Mrs. The Commissioner like does a lot of like records in bed while she's waiting to do. Probably not the best thing for sleep, I would imagine, right? Doing work in bed, probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, because I mean, there's like little thing also where like keeping like the bed, you know, the sanctuary, like I only sleep right. here, like kind of training your mind, like almost like Pavlovian response. Like when you step in there, like that's all that's going on here is like, this is, you right. know, this is the sleep dungeon. Like that's all we do here. But right. yeah, but I it, there's, there's a work-life balance. Like sometimes you just like, you're like, all right, like I, I got to get this stuff done, you know, getting kids to bed and everything. It's just like, sometimes yeah. you do eat into that sleep a little bit to do yourself a favor for tomorrow. That's my favorite for sure. as well. So what I like to do for my number three is I definitely like to have, I like to, I like to watch my sleep patterns. I like to see how much I'm snoring, how, how well I've slept. So I always like to set up the sleep track, uh, sleep app tracker, right? Just to like get that going, get the stats. Let me see what's going on. Did I get, did I get a good quality seven hours? Was I, did I get out of that REM cycle? you know, was I talking in my sleep? What does that mean? Okay. Interesting. So I always like to watch that because I like to wake up in the morning to kind of see what, uh, how, how well my sleep was the night before. That's good. Uh, what does that add for you? Like if you see it and it's kind of like all fucked up, like, do you just kind of reflect on what you did like up to get to bed? Like, are there any like little tweaks that you're making to try to get those numbers better? Ooh, great question. The answer, nothing. I do nothing with it. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's, those I'm are just like, oh, man, I'm snoring like a motherfucker. Well, because here's, here's like a legit thing. It's just like I it took me, I think, like six months to realize this. But there was like I would get restless feet and I was and then some nights I wouldn't. And I would be like, what the fuck's going on with this? And it's like interesting. I realized if I I was eating like Ben and Jerry's ice cream like an hour before I went to bed. Like Ooh. if I, if I knock out this like fucking sugar overload right before I lay down, like the restless feet thing doesn't happen. I fall asleep easier. So like I cut that shit out. Oh, so you had your Ben and Jerry's app 
next to your sleep app and you're like wait a second i'm mapping the trends um great bro my number two spot gotta get the room dark as hell blackout curtains need blackout curtains need dark if it's in a hotel room you know it's, it's doing it's pulling both those curtains shut it's you know turning the clock away from you obviously like having the phone face down no screens having that bathroom light on and just getting it as dark as possible I like this a lot because I'm a light sleeper, sensitive to light. Um, this is a good one. I, I don't think I need the the blackout curtains though, because I like I said, like I, I need to get up on that. That I'm not as committed to the time, but if it's starting to get too bright out, I know I need to get my ass out of bed. So yeah. I'll I'll leave it out there. Um, Oh, this is very, this just made me think of this last night. So we're in the 4th of July season. I don't know what they do in New Orleans, but they're fucking firing off firecrackers. Yeah, they do the parties. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so the blackout curtains would have done me well, not, although the sound would have mattered, but they were like, it felt like they were right out in front of my window. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's good. I, uh, me, for me, it's, it's the brushing of the teeth. Is my number two. It's a oh, must have. Yeah. Got to do it. It's in there. Um, I feel I, can't, like... I sound disgusting now if I put that on my console bracket. Like I might have to change my number one. It's just like I'm definitely. It's just like he'll throw up the blackout curtains, but he won't. He won't throw some crest on that toothbrush. Just do a quick, quick one pass, just for good measure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was running out because I was like, I I realized when when we picked this out, I was like. I'm, I think I have like, because I was thinking, I was like, I was thinking more about your must haves than my must haves. I was like, I know Brandon needs this. He's yeah. going to need some yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. do I just sleep like a bear? It's like wherever <laughs> I fucking lay down. Is where You're I like, I don't sleep. need a fucking pillow. I don't need yeah, exactly. Sleep. So, but, but I do enjoy, I do like, which is funny too, because growing up as a kid and, you know, I never was forced to brush my teeth at night. It was a once a day toothbrush i know this might sound disgusting but i don't think it was and i really have to think back on this and i've been with my wife for a while now but i don't think it was until we started dating that she was like you need to brush your teeth at night and in the morning like what do you <laughs> like get that fucking gunk off your teeth and i was like oh interesting Good point. That's yeah. Big big admission right there. On the, on the I podcast. don't know. I like it because I mean that's what that is kind of what the list is for. Like I just went down, like played all the hits on like what I do to prep like when I'm at home. But I think, yeah, the better list is, you know, you show up to a hotel, your suitcase was lost. Like, what's the shit that you gotta get just to get yourself to bed to like trust a good good night's sleep? I got yeah, I, I gotta get Potties, gotta... listen, I brush my teeth. All right, guys, I just got like I do. I had my <laughs> good. I get there. I'm Listen in... up, people. Plus is my I bathe myself. Um, all right. The last one. This has just come on in the last like uh I think year, but uh introduced to it. Now cannot go without it. It sounds insane to sleep in silence. Uh I mean hotels, like if I don't have something available, like I'll just I have a couple songs downloaded that I can play on repeat. Uh and that's green noise. Like just kind of that. And I think people kind of conflate green noise with like nature sounds. Green noise is like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like what we call like white noise, like on the TV. It's just like less like abrasive, but it's kind of that just like, maybe like what you'd hear, like like an AC running constant in the background, but just kind of consistent. 
uh, that really helps to kind of like shut down the thoughts and keep me in a deep slumber. That's so funny. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Cause as a parent, all of our kids have sound machines going, kicking the drums. I had this yeah. thought the other day that I was like, am I doing my kids a disservice by like constantly flooding, like the Pavlovian thing that you talked about earlier. It's like, if they got into a spot where they didn't have a noise machine going, are they going to like freak out and like not be able to sleep? Whereas me, it's like, I never had a sleep machine. I never had any noise. And now I have a sleep machine. I can do without one. I can sleep without it. I can sleep with it. I'm very versatile in the noise in my room. Although like fireworks excluded television. Yeah. You need, yeah. You need a kind of, yeah. You need a like consistent, like it can't, you can't be like waiting for the other shoe to drop, which like a firecracker kind of sets you up for. It, it's so funny too. Cause it's like, so I downloaded an app when we were traveling with the kids. Cause we didn't have a noise machine and it had like white noise, blue noise. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I don't think I, we stopped it. We, sh- they chose pink noise. The girls chose pink noise just because they like, liked the pink. color pink, even yeah. though they couldn't yeah. see it. They could just right. hear it. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, all right, well that's what we use. And that's when we were in the hotel Last go to turn fire up the pink noise on the thing, let it run, let it hum, which is good. And this will this is very good because this this ties into my number one, because for that it drains the battery on my phone pretty solidly. So my number one must have is I need chargers. I need mm. a charger for my phone. That's so good. Charger for my iPods or my AirPods. And then a charger for my Apple Watch, which yeah, I just wanted to give you that. Uh, I love that. So uh, I'm going to take the victory for sure because I mean, I'm sure. given I'm given the blueprint on how to really get in yeah. that next level slumber. But came at it from two different angles. I do like your practicality. Here's the thing too, like if I you know it's being on set like one of and I had like a producer do this to me like when I was coming up producing like I showed up without my phone charged and it was just like what like it's like showing up to you know build a house and not build it like bringing your fucking hammer or your tool belt tool belt like you need your phone going so now like it's like i actually like i think it's a slow or kind of like a hidden like like able to hack in and like judge someone's organization but i think i think it's just like a snap judgment thing you can make if someone shows up first thing in the morning and they're just like oh do you have some place i can plug this phone in in my head i'm just like you're disorganized as hell yeah, yeah, just like exactly. I really like check you out. Like I'm just like you got to get some shit together. Like it's just bubbly. Like can't plug your phone in. Like at the end of the night, it's just like what is going on. Right, you're like this guy definitely fucked up my rider because his phone yeah. isn't charged. Yeah. I'm not getting the, the corn nuts I ordered. Exactly, exactly. Uh, sweet brother, well, hit us with the Mab League playoff schedule. Come real fast. What do we have? I know we're getting into that first round coming up. This. Regular season's done. What's can you give us like a team, a team rankings? Just oh, yes. I did awesome. do I wrote you a team ranking. You did. A while uh, back. I think we should I share that. Yes, exactly. So I'll go from from lowest to highest here. So we got eight teams, right? Yeah. And I'll go with the my number eight team, my power ranking. I'm going with GM Joe, his Clipper team. We've seen the most inconsistent kind of play from this team. Well, they did sneak out a win against your T Wolves. Um, sorry, that, that felt unnecessary when I said it. I could <laughs> it feel happened. it. I could feel it. You're just it. sharing facts. 
but he did struggle against most against the CPU teams of the first run. I feel like this team doesn't have like a, like any sort of like cohesiveness. Plus here's a scary thing. They faced the only CPT or CPU team with the winning record. And the Milwaukee Bucks at the 42 and 40 uh, record. I was like, can they share the ball enough or is it going to be too much ISO, which we've seen with Dirk and Steph Curry at times for this team to to win? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, his team uh, definitely the most trade active. And yeah, I think just overthought a little bit, like kind of forced some trades while taking a couple steps back. It felt like an overall rankings and felt like the cohesion was more important than the overall rankings. And it just seemed to backfire a little bit, not play out like he thought it would. Yeah, the draft, I, I was not a big fan of his draft either. It took six centers and then put a lot of shooting around it. Didn't really feel like we kind of had a game plan of like where we're going with it. Just felt like we were selecting the highest ranking off the board. Yeah. Uh, number seven, I'm going to go with my Knicks. I'm feeling very anxious about my Knicks, B. Right? This is why, got... this is why you're a man of honesty. Yeah, I think we yeah. saw a couple, couple of games we got to watch. Uh, known to get off to a quick lead, like show you that they can control the game, but just kind of runs out of gas. Yeah, that's the thing is, is offensive consistency has been a huge struggle for them. We have a ton of turnovers, so I'm very, like, I thought Kobe, we saw Kobe in that Heat game get stripped by Kawhi several <laughs> times. Like, yeah. it was insane. Yeah. Uh, too many turnovers. We have stretches where we're just ice cold from the field. T-Mac, Elgin, Kobe, like, can't all somehow, like, score and share the ball equally i thought bill russell will handle enough defensive stuff and like i drafted purely for like all athletes and like like super high defensive ratings i took thibodeau with high defensive ratings but even in my defensive run like I still gave up 90 points to the spurs I couldn't score above 70 points in that game so it's like i'm, I'm not really sure um I'm not. I'm not feeling good in a third uh, MAB league or MAB league finals for your for your boy right here. Yeah, this moment they're in a tough spot. Yeah, they've just been on paper, uh, and I think you know we'll try to retire this on paper comment because all these teams look fucking great on paper. But uh, yeah, <laughs> right. just something when it comes to the execution, we haven't really seen enough consistency from the Knicks to uh, put them as a favorite to be a final contender. Right. Uh, number six. We're going with GM Jim, his Utah Jazz. Um, they've got one of the two, the they've got two of the best or the best Mab League players and in, in the previous season, and Larry Bird and Akeem Olajuwon. But for some yeah. reason, this team can't seem to get it figured out. The lack again, identity is a big theme in this, doesn't seem to have like a really strong identity. And when you look at it, they have three of the highest usage players of all time and all time NBA history. And Allen Iverson, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I was like, can, can the, can Jim figure out the right rotation? Cause he just keeps mixing his rotation up, but I don't think he's like, you know, I don't know if he's like, should he bring some of these guys off the bench? He's keeping the same starters out there. Same bench guys. Like, can he figure it out here in, in enough time? Because on paper, Bird and Elijah Juan have been fantastic. So why why are we not seeing this here? It's because are they not getting the ball in, the, in enough frequency? I'm not sure. Yeah, this is one of those things like when you have an allergy to something and you just try to quit eating everything at once and then the allergy clears up and you're just like, well, all right, well I don't really know what the fuck I'm allergic to because I'm not really trying everything. There's been so many 
dramatic switches of just like style minutes and combinations and everything that it's just, it's right. impossible to tell where the problem is. And now it's just kind of running out of time. So it's almost like a craft shoot because a championship team is in there. I just don't know what the perfect setup is and yep. we've run out of time to see it tested. Exactly. Uh, number five, the heat Bing, his team. I really like it. Eight players averaging double figures, super athletic one through four. Uh, Derek Rose, Jordan, Kawhi, Giannis, really like that. All can finish at the rim, very strong, which is what something we've noticed in the last few games, that finishing at the rim versus just kind of laying it up is a huge value. Uh, bench, they bring equally good athletes off there, but like, you know, here's the big question, the big X factor, Michael Jordan. Will NBA 2K be like Mike in real life? Yeah, Michael Jordan, he shouldn't, from any and everything we've seen, like should not be a player getting a bulk of minutes or even starter minutes. Uh, you just wonder, though, it uh, it almost feels sacrilegious to whittle back his numbers right. where you need him. So you almost wonder, is this something that the Heat need to overcome to make that next level? They've definitely trended in the right direction since their trade with the Clippers, but it just it hasn't really shown yet if they can get away from that i don't know it just seems like that pot commitment they have to jordan so i'll have to see if that eventually you know bites him in the heels which i think it might end up doing which it couldn't happen to a more apropos owner for that <laughs> so had jordan uh last couple of years all right so number four brain dana i'm going with your timberwolves so this is judging over the course of the whole season right um your your combination of starters and play style Seems to have worked though. I do like this trend. Um, LeBron has been amazing for you. You've got knockdown shooters everywhere, uh, but you're an insanely small team. And I do worry about like the Hawks and you know, that we did see you beat the Spurs. But if we saw you in a like a, a, a three game matchup or a five game or even seven game, like will they tend to beat you up over a period of time? Um, I don't know. Yeah, this like, is one of those like things where you like this where I have it. You well, we're gonna we're gonna that. see how smart AI really is because you know if any yeah. player control that was doing this, like they, you know, we saw in the Spurs, you just keep feeding Shaq, feed whatever fucking big man you have, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. <laughs> like, but there right. is some sort of overlook to where like a computer almost won't let it be that broken to where they have to feel like they mix it up a little bit because uh, even though that matchup was there for them the entire time, they didn't take advantage of it. Uh, yeah, leaned into a seven seconds or less. Thought I was doing right in the draft by getting all shooters. Uh, realized that for whatever, you know, as we do each year, we switch some things. This combination of setup we have, uh, for whatever reason, it does put more weight on, you know, a contested shot's not going in. So it's less about like how good your shooting percentage is and more about can you get a shooter open? So that was my Ooh. kind of pivot to lean a little bit more on uh, ball handlers and why I wanted to have, you know, I made the trade for Magic Johnson and then playing uh, Kawhi, uh, what, quite, what I'm wondering, not quite Leonard, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie Irvin, Irvin, playing Kyrie Irvin out of position to get that ball. Yeah. Movement. So we'll see. Yeah. I, no, but you're totally right. It could be, you know, catch myself with a pants down in a game one and a three game series and I'm scrambling to just see if I can get a W on the board. It could be <laughs> a fucking disaster, but I'll take the fourth slot. Seems fair. Exactly. Number three. Now this, this might come with a little question mark, uh, but I could go with number three with the, with the Hawks 
Atlanta Hawks GM Darren have two dominant big men, Tim Duncan, Wilt Chamberlain, bring in David Robinson off the bench. I like that kind of three-headed athletic monster. Um, They also have really good wing players, strong backcourt. This is a very good, like, strong, like, team build altogether. Now, here's their Achilles heel. Of all the th- all the eight Mad League teams, they shoot significantly low in terms of three-pointers, like total number of three-pointers. I think they're right around like 13. Most teams were averaging in the twenty low 20s to, to I think like 30s on some of the teams. So it's like this team, they need to play with a lead. That's why I've docked them to number three. Because yeah, if they don't good. get out to lead and they get they those contested shots don't get you know, dropping, uh, then how are they going to play from behind? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, behind's a great point. And I think whenever you're drafting, like you want to come out with a balanced team, but even in this league, like, you know, you start to lean toward one side or the other. And even though it's all Hall of Famers, like there's going to be some sort of weakness somewhere. I think Darren did the best job drafting on capturing the style of play he wanted to do. And I think even unaware to him, the difficult level we have it set on, you know, the the fact your players really have to be open. I think we've seen just across, you know, Mad League season three as opposed to Mad League season two, uh, three pointers made and attempted fall down significantly for everything, which really played in his favor with the kind of team he built. Like right. even not knowing that, I mean, I won't give him the credit of knowing it, even if he did, like he leaded that. So, but you're exactly the right to that point. If they do have a hot team, if they are playing like a T wolves, which isn't afraid to shoot from outside or if they're, you know, lack on defense and do getting behind, like it is a very hard hill for them to climb. Three spots. Sounds for sure. Makes sense to me. For sure. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the Suns, Chris Allen. So a lot of shot makers pistol. Pete Maravich was playing really solid, knocked down a bunch of jumpers against my Knicks. Yeah. Uh, they've got Dame coming off the bench, which, might want to look at both uh, bumping up his numbers, Vince Carter. And actually Kareem has been really good as like, um, like a, a, uh, a, a shot blocker, rebounder, offensive rebounder, but in like Mab league season one, really like underperforming, uh, kind of like a, he was like second fiddle to Akeem on the championship team with, with, uh, the Celtics there with Trent. Um, Season two, he was on Bing's team, and he was absolutely a disaster. This team feels like the best fit for him right now is just kind of this like ultimate rebounder, ultimate shot blocker, and then still playing playing cleanup, right? Because he doesn't have any other big to like kind of muck up the lane for him on the offensive end, which Carl Malone is is that guy. Carl Malone's been kind of utilized in some pick and roll stuff, but here's my thing: is is like with Carl Malone is he going to fade into the background every year? Right. I mean, this is, or every game, this is a guy that's like on like the simulation has been dominant for them and like has carried a bunch of scoring, but in the games that we've watched has really not really not scored a bunch. And then also to jumpers, right. If we don't have, if we don't knock down jumpers, then are we just relying on a, a fading into the background, Carl Malone, who might not be able to get his, you know, his, his shots in, because he can't attack the rim aggressively. And then a Kareem who's like, we've yet to see a jump hook. We've yet to yeah, see I think it. it's Yeah, I think it's season one. We saw a little, like, I think there was a battle, if I remember correctly, for MVP. And I think Carl Malone was kind of in that 
in those whispers and we haven't really seen it this season. This to me is another example. I'll call them my Denver Nuggets for this year. Like I don't feel like I've seen enough tape on them to really make the call. Like there's whispers of them being really good. Like I'm yeah. not feeling it yet. And this is the problem that I think some teams are going to run into, uh, you know, just citing the heat again also with Michael Jordan is having, you know, one of your top two draft picks unable to get off their minutes just for name recognition, even though if it's not working on the team. And from what I've seen from Carl Malone, uh, even that Knicks game was just very, not even absent, like almost a liability. Didn't, yeah. didn't love what I've seen. So it, it'll be interesting to get away from that. Who's your one spot? One that leaves the Spurs, GM Trent, loaded at all positions, nearly four 20-point-per-game guys. But here's the thing. Like, have they – are they the number one team because they've just realized, like, all right, we're just going to make our starters the most minutes whatsoever, like, as, as much as we can, and just maximize or, or – uh, make the, the like the minimum of uh, minutes for the number of players that we need on the bench. And I think that that's fine. I, I think that, they, you know, you've got Kevin Garnett, Shaq, um, Scotty Pippen, Oscar Robertson, who's, who's actually played very well. And then um, Clyde Drexler. So they've got size at all those positions, but it's like, I tend to worry on that. It's like, if we get into the playoffs, are they going to, burn out like are we going to see some Gatorade cups kind of come early into contests and in a game where it's like well these are the scheduled minutes like are we going to see them like lose leads in the fourth quarter or like in the confusion of you know like a, a Timberwolves team just kind of not take you know uh, you know not take advantage of the huge advantages that they have in the post or on the wing or that sort of thing yeah, that reminds me of one of my rule of thumbs, which is fuck Trent. Oh, yeah, there's gonna be a little fatigue watch. And that's, uh, yeah, to see those players ran off. And I think it's what, uh, based on what my Pelicans, my champion Pelicans did in season two, that's how all those minutes had us put into play, just kind of opening up the strategy a little bit more on kind of making sure that everybody had, uh, a set number of players that had a minimum number of minutes he had to get out there. So yeah, he's definitely trying to exploit that and going to ride that as much as he can. But yeah, I mean, his one, two, three, four punches, uh, it's pretty legit. So he, I mean, I would agree that heading into the postseason, he would be the team to beat. Uh, all right. So we got games going on all uh, starting on when we start starting on Wednesday. We've yeah. got a couple of games going on Wednesday. The, the, these now remember these are all first round single elimination so they're all going against CPU teams yeah but we've got the uh the Clippers tipping it off on Wednesday going against the CPU 76ers and then the heat uh going against the CPU bucks again that that highly rated bucks team um and then we've got uh then we've got oh then Knicks Rockets jazz warriors that'll be interesting because the warriors are a good coach team as well too pistons timberwolves pacers hawks bulls versus the suns and blazers versus the spurs all this week here uh so probably wednesday maybe a triple header on friday and then some sunday okay. games baby yeah. baby check it out guys hey. uh that'll be on our twitch channel uh i think we're gonna share the awards this we'll share the awards this week on instagram oh yeah we'll, those out there we'll, we'll, we'll throw those one. out absolutely here 
Uh, all right, guys, episode 267 or 268. We're supposed to hit the, uh, we'll do the futures. We got to get on the futures next week. I missed that. I forgot to put it in. The we, we, it's all right. Okay. We're still, we're, we got 10 weeks. I just looked at it. We're, we're, uh, we're ahead of the game, baby. All right. MVP of the week. I got Austin Reeves. Los Angeles oh. Lakers gets that, gets that contract. 56 million. Uh, Did I also I think hear it, he was spotted at a bar with Taylor Swift too? Could that also be a little bit? I mean, this playboy doing, he's doing LA right. The kid's doing LA correct. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, well, it's in that, it's in that, uh, I mean, it, I mean, it's in that free agency period of NBA where it's like, yes, guys are getting paid. And let me go with Desmond Bain for the Grizzlies getting a guaranteed 207, $207 million. Over, I think, five years. Way to go. Kid out of TCU. He's got those T-Rex arms, but he's a shooter, baby. Look at that. Dreams coming true, baby. <laughs> uh, guys, check out our Twitch, Mab League. It is heating up. The postseason is upon us. I am Brandana. Watch you sign yourself off. Most awesome. Audience, we too are getting in the ice cream game. We're partnering with Ben and Jerry's and getting a little hot pod flavor. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Oh.